Today on the Take Back Your Damn Life podcast, we are going to be talking about six super tangible tips for avoiding burnout and managing stress. Hey friend, and welcome to the Take Back Your Damn Life podcast, formerly the Growth Tribe podcast, a podcast where we're all about empowering you to take back your damn life on your terms. My name's Ellen, and I'm a former science researcher turned coach. So basically, I know exactly what it's like to feel like you're living a life that's not yours, because I've been there too. Hell, sometimes I still feel like I am. I'm constantly course correcting, learning about myself, and finding new insights and tips that have helped me take back my damn life and create a life I effing love. This podcast is a place for me to share those things with you. On this podcast, you're going to learn how to get clear, confident in who you are, and get consistent and productive AF so that you feel empowered to get out of your damn head and take back your life too. Think of it like productivity, but not just for your to-do list, for your life. So with that, let's get into this episode of the Take Back Your Damn Life podcast. Hello and welcome back, my friends. So we got deep into all the fields last week. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, that was definitely a share that I was not 100% sure that I was going to be making, but it happened and, you know, so far so good. I've heard some really good things back from y'all about that. So I really hope that it resonated and that you got something out of it. So today we are going to be talking about six stupid, practical and tangible tips for avoiding burnout and managing stress. Um, I have been reading an amazing, amazing book lately, and it was just one of those things where I was just like, I've just got to freaking share this. Don't worry, credit will be given to the people who have done this work and the shares that I'm going to be giving you guys, Um, but it was just so powerful when I read it, and I was just like, I've just got to do it. I've just got to share it. Um, So that's what we're going to be doing, but before we dive into that, I want to make two announcements. Um, The first big announcement is that moving forward, at least for the next couple, like month, month or two, I'm going to be moving to a bi-weekly format. So new content will not be released every week on Tuesday. We're cutting back a little bit just because I'm entering into a period that could get very overwhelming with the weekly podcast commitment. So I'm entering into a period where I'm trying to give myself some grace and take the foot off the gas a little bit with the podcast. Um, There's still, if you are new, there is still tons and tons of episodes you can listen back through. We've got 105 episodes as of today. So lots of stuff that you can listen back through. Um, But if you're an old listener, you know, go back to some of those favorites. To this day, episode number 48, the eight mile episode (laughs) is actually still my top listen to episode. So if you're an old listener, listener, go back to that one. If you're a new listener, you should definitely go check it out because I don't know, it's just like nostalgic for me too, because I full on like make an epic eight mile reference in that episode. So definitely go check it out. Um, but the other big announcement I wanted to make today is to let you all know that I have, which is part of the reason I'm backing off a little bit with the podcast, a really, really exciting thing that's coming up in the Coach Ellen world. And that is, I am actually doing a workshop series. The workshop series was supposed to launch in mid-May, but I really, really wanted to give myself enough time to really make this thing even more epic and to make sure 
even more people knew about it. So this is the Take Back Your Life workshop series, and it is gonna be a three-part workshop series where you are going to emerge from this workshop, these different workshops, with some super tangible information. Like, I'm not talking action steps. You are going to emerge from these workshops having learned legit tangible information about yourself. There are gonna be three workshops. One of them is gonna be a values workshop. And again, you are going to emerge from that workshop not with a list of steps for how to find your values, but your actual values, like the actual values you want to live by, are living by, and how you can make sure you're embodying them and aligning with them more often in your daily life. I'm also gonna be doing a priorities workshop so you can assess what are your true priorities and are you living according to them? And, ooh, I'm really excited for this one, a time workshop. So these workshops are going to be happening every two weeks starting on May 26th. So the first workshop is the values workshop. It's on May 26th. The second workshop is the priorities workshop. That one's gonna be on June 9th. And then the last workshop is going to be the time workshop on June 23rd. And that one, oh my God, that one's gonna be epic. Like you are gonna have real time, how you're spending your time data from your life that you can learn from, that you can grow from. I'm gonna be giving you time management and productivity tips. We'll probably talk boundaries. We'll talk, probably talk motivation. It's going to be amazing. Um, and I really want to make sure you get in on that. So if that's something you're interested in, head to the show notes or you can go to Coach Ellen. That's E-L-L-Y-N, CoachEllen.com slash workshop. That is probably going to be one of the best places for you to go to check out the information about this workshop. Definitely want you guys to get in on it. It's going to be amazing. So with that, though, let's get into some things. Let's talk about burnout and stress and this book I've been reading. So all of this stuff is coming from legit the first chapter of this really fantastic book I've been reading. It's called Burnout, Managing the Cycle or this Managing the Stress Cycle. I may have butchered the subtitle there, but it's by a woman named Emily Nagoski. I've actually read another one of her books, which is also amazing. It's called Come As You Are. It's about female sexuality, and it's so good. But I started reading this burnout book because burnout is like my thing. It's my jam. It is something I've struggled with so long, something I really enjoy learning about and something I am so passionate about supporting my clients and my people through. And you are one of my people. So this is one of the ways I really want to support you is by making sure you know this information. But before I dive into my six super practical tips for managing your burnout and avoiding it altogether and avoiding your stress altogether, I want to give you some context for why these things work. So we're going to dive into a little bit of psychology right now. So you may or may not know, but there are three main ways in which we respond to stressful situations. These are very, very primitive. Like as I explained, these literally think being chased by a lion as a caveman. Like that's kind of the context that we're in. But when you're being chased by a lion or maybe like, I don't know, a boar or whatever, or there's, you know, rival clans chasing you on the African savanna. Like I feel like I'm teasing, but like literally this is how this evolved. There were three main ways we psychologically and biologically responded to that stress or those different stresses. It was either by fighting. So if it was a rival clan, we might fight them. Or if it was a boar we we're trying to kill, we might fight it. Fight, flight. So we would maybe run away if we are being chased by a lion. Or as is the case for some mammals, we might freeze. Like think a deer caught in the headlights kind of thing here. But fight, flight, or freeze. Those are the three psychological and biological responses. And that's how we responded in primitive situations, 
but our responses are still the same now. Our stresses are very different. We're really no longer being chased by lions or fighting off rival tribes, but our responses are still the same. And this is where it actually starts to cause some problems when we're talking about stress and the stress cycle, because all of these experiences, fight, flight, and freeze, those are all triggered by essentially what's called a cascade of hormones. When your body experiences a stressor, whether it is an imminent deadline or a pissed off boss or a lion, when your body experiences those stresses, it releases a whole bunch of hormones that essentially cue your body to gear up to either run away, fight, or freeze, or play dead. So our responses, those hormones that are produced, are exactly the same as they were however many millions of years ago when we evolved these strategies for survival and overcoming stress. But here's the big difference. Back when we were you know, primitive and running from lions, we, if we were able to escape or, you know, kill the other tribe or win over the other tribe or when playing dead allowed us to survive in these situations, we would have a, some sort of celebratory response. Maybe we would run back to our tribe and be like, yeah, I got away from the lion. Like I'm awesome. Or we would, you know, we would have some sort of response to or celebration to, yes, I survived by playing dead. Or, you know, the village was throwing a freaking party if they beat their rival tribe. You know, there was a release and usually it was some sort of a physical release that said, hey, I survived my stress and it ends the stress cycle. It gives your body a really overt message for, hey, I survived, we're good, this stressor isn't an issue anymore, you can calm down. It tied the stress cycle up in a nice little bow. You had a clear start and a clear stop. And that's kind of the problem we face now and why so many of us are living in chronic burnout, constantly feeling stressed, and why so many of us are living with chronic diseases because of that. Or maybe your chronic disease is that you just are frazzled all the freaking time. But that's why so many of us are living like that, because instead of having that clear endpoint, instead of having that clear stop to our stress cycle, we literally just bleed from one deadline, one stressor, one, you know, triggering situation or environment into the next. There is no endpoint that tells your body, hey, buddy, you can stop. The stress cycle's over. You can stop producing these stress hormones. There's nothing that tells your body that. And that causes a lot of problems because as she painted in this book, and I'm probably quoting her here, but I'm just going to paraphrase, your body is essentially just soaked in stress hormones constantly. When there's no hard stop to the stress cycle, your body's just continuing to produce more and more and more and more stress hormones. And that in the long term is going to cause lots of problems because that is not biologically how we're meant to to be. We're not supposed to be triggered and in stress all the time. So in the long term, it starts to have these really, really big problems. So the things that I'm going to be presenting you with today are going to be, I said six, but I actually think it's seven really, really practical tips for how to end that stress response. And the reason why it's so important to end it is because that is going to help you live with less burnout. That is going to help you manage your stress better. And it's going to, in the long run, be a lot healthier for you to have an endpoint to the freaking stress you're feeling. So let's dive into our tips. I'm going to kind of breeze through these pretty quickly because a lot of them are very straightforward. Tip number one, 
probably the best way to end the stress cycle because it ties back so specifically to how we used to end the stress cycle, you know, in primitive times. You know, I mentioned before, we would have a party. You best believe there was dancing at that party. Or if you survived, you had some sort of physical release getting back to your tribe to say, hey, I survived by playing dead. Or if you ran away from a lion, there's a physical release there to tell your body, hey, I'm done. I got away. Having some sort of a movement practice is perhaps the best way to manage your stress and to signal to your body, hey, you know, you can you can shut off your stress response now. So movement is tip number one. And it does not have to be some sort of crazy like CrossFit exercise. It can be something as simple as just going for a walk or swimming or doing a yoga practice or doing I'm doing a bar workout right now and it's kicking my ass. Not going to lie. But it doesn't have to be anything complex. In fact, if you're someone who's sitting here going right now, yeah, Ellen, but I hate physical exercise. She actually gave in this book a really, really great tip for if you're someone who hates exercise. She literally said, lay in bed. Think of where you carry stress in your body. For me, that would be like my shoulders and my neck area. And she said, tighten that area up. Tighten it up. Contract it and contract it for like five or ten seconds. And then release. And do that a few times because essentially what that's doing is it's kind of working your muscles, contracting your muscles in the same way that exercise essentially would. So that is tip number one is to move. And again, if you're someone who loves exercise, awesome. Pick your favorite exercise activity and go for it. Make it a daily habit, though, especially if you're someone who experiences a lot of stress day in and day out. Or if you're someone who doesn't like exercise, just tense up your muscles while laying in bed. So that's tip number one. So tip number two is just to breathe. Deep, slow inhalations. And actually my recommendation for this, she didn't necessarily explicitly recommend this, but this is my favorite way to do calming breaths, is by box breathing. And essentially what that is, is you breathe deeply in while counting to say like four. So breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, and then hold at the bottom for four. There are all sorts of variations on breathing techniques. Literally, you could probably just Google like breathing techniques to reduce stress, and there's a bunch of them, but box breathing is by far my favorite. But what essentially what this deep breathing does is it helps to downregulate your stress response. It's not as good of a physical release as like exercise is, but it does give you some of those same benefits of downregulating your stress response. So tip number one, move your body. Tip number two, breathe. Tip number three, I will totally admit right now, since we're still in quarantine, our stay-at-home order in my state just got extended until the end of May, is positive social interaction. Positive social interaction is another good way to kind of downregulate your stress response, decrease or kind of end your stress cycle to help you avoid that burnout. Um, And this might be something as simple as, and I can actually give you some examples from my current situation, um, is maybe just saying thank you, have a nice day to your checker at the grocery store or just commiserating with someone at the checkout line. I actually overheard a mom saying the other day how her daughter didn't want to read and I was just like, oh my God, I'm a professional tutor in my day job. Like I deal with that all the time. So just little things like that of commiserating with people or saying hi or saying have a nice day, like those are all considered positive social interactions. So thing one, tip number one is to move your body. Tip number two is to breathe, deep breathing. And tip number three is positive social interactions. 
Tip number four is, if you know me at all, probably one of my faves, tip number four is laughter. Laughter is amazing medicine, especially when we're talking about stress and burnout. And actually for this one, this was even a subtle one because it wasn't like bust a gut laughing, but I was at the post office the other day and there was this old man in line who had jokes. He was cracking jokes left and right to the woman who was helping him at the post office. And oh my God, did I get a good chuckle waiting in line behind him as he was cracking all these jokes about like, how do you make holy water? And why do elephants always get kicked out of the pool? Like I literally remember the jokes that he told. It was so funny, but anytime you can get some laughter in, whether it's, you know, connecting with girlfriends over a virtual, you know, video call and, you know, having some wine and cracking some jokes or, you know, vicariously living through their love life with which I've totally been doing lately with some of my girlfriends. Laughter is a great way to avoid burnout and kind of end that stress cycle that we've been talking about. So move your body. And I'm going to recap a lot because I want to make sure you guys know these tips because they are so practical. Move your body, breathe, positive social interaction and laughter are our four tips so far. And we've got three more. Tip number five is affection. Now, I know we are in quarantine. And if you're like me and you live by yourself, affection might be hard to come by, especially if we're talking about physical affection. But I want to give you a tip for how you can actually give yourself physical affection, even if it is not from another human. Like, maybe hard if you live by yourself like I do to get a hug or whatever from another human. So a great way to go about this is this actually comes from the book Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. Um, It's by it's called Self-Touching. I know it's got an awkward name, (laughs) but I'm not talking about that kind of self-touching. I am talking about essentially put your arms around yourself, kind of like you were giving yourself a little hug and you just like stroke your arms as if somebody it's almost like as if somebody was coming up behind you and putting their arms around you and kind of caressing your arms and It might feel a little silly to do, especially if you're sitting in a public place right now. So if you are, you don't have to do it there. It's okay. (laughs) Or you can do it there and it gives you a little bit of affection, physical affection. And it releases the same sort of happy hormones, oxytocin. Um, It releases the same happy hormones as if you were actually getting a hug. So that's a great way to end your stress response as well and kind of tie that thing up with a bow so that you can move on and feel less burned out. The next one, this is a good one for all my criers out there. You know, you've heard probably people say that crying is really cathartic. This is why. Because crying is actually another way you can end your stress cycles. Crying is another way that you can release some of those pent-up stress hormones in your body. Like, there's that was kind of a huge aha for me. Of There's a reason why there's sometimes I'm just like, I need a good cry. Because sometimes that's where we're at. Our stress hormones are just too high and we got to get that shit out of our system. And sometimes a really good way to do that is with a good cry. So I am notorious sometimes that when I'm feeling the feels and I can't get out of it, I will just intentionally put on a really, really sad movie so that I can cry it out. Like that is an approach I have used in the past to kind of overcome that hump of not stuckness, But to overcome that hump of just feeling very meh, very shitty, very down to kind of overcome that, I sat down and had a really, really cathartic cry. So I could put some 
movies I recommend into the show notes. In fact, I'll probably do it. Um, but it is really, really cathartic to have a good old cry. And then last but not least is creative expression. When you're feeling all the feels, when you're really stressed out, engaging in some sort of creative expression can be really, really helpful. So I'm a big music person. I love to sing. I love to play the piano. I'm not particularly great at either, um, but I love both of them. And it is how I creatively express myself. And when I'm, that's another instance of when I'm feeling stuck or when I'm feeling stressed or really burned out, I have a karaoke app on my phone. I use an app called Star Maker and I just karaoke in my house or I'll plug in my electric keyboard and just have a little jam sesh on my piano. But it can be any form of creative expression. It doesn't have to be musical. It probably can be writing, can be drawing. Sometimes I'll like to bust out my DSLR and go take pictures. But any form of creative expression is a way to tie up that stress cycle that so many of us are stuck in and just release it, end it so that your body knows, hey, I'm safe. Hey, I can move on from all of these stress home runs that you've let into my system and I'm good. So let's recap really quick. So our seven practical tips for avoiding burnout and managing stress, tips that are gonna help you end that stress cycle that so many of us are stuck in and newsflash, that is why you feel so burned out is because you're stuck in a stress cycle that you can't get out of. Our tips here are number one, move your body. Number two, breathe. We're talking deep breaths here, not shallow breaths. Tip number three, positive social interactions. Say hi, do a little chit chat with someone next time you're outside. Just because we're social distancing doesn't mean we can't have that little bit of positive social interaction. Number four is laughter. Whether it's, you know, gut busting, like knee slapping laughter, or just a little chuckle behind a funny man in the post office line. Tip number five is get some affection, whether it's just, you know, some self-soothing or affection from others. Tip number six is have a good old cry. And tip number seven is creative expression. And these are all great ways, as I mentioned, to tie up that stress cycle because we all need it. If you're someone who feels like you're chronically burned out, then you need this. Like give yourself one of these things, maybe not all seven, that might be overwhelming. Pick out one of these things. Give yourself that gift. Try it out. See how it works to help relieve some of that stress, to help avoid some of that burnout because you do not deserve to experience that all the time. You deserve so much more than that. And I hope one of these tips really resonates with you and really, really helps you to get out of that stress cycle and to take back your life. So with that, friend, I hope you've got so much out of this. And I will talk to you next time. Two weeks. Remember, two weeks. Our next episode drops in two weeks. But I will see you then. But before you go, one last thing. If you enjoyed the hell out of this episode, there's a couple things you could do. Podcasts grow and thrive because of you, the listener. You help me and my guests spread this message of taking back your damn life. And so I would appreciate it if you would share this episode. Maybe you have a friend that you think absolutely would love it. You could also rate the podcast, submit a review, or just share a screenshot on your Instagram story so that I can shout you out and send you a huge thank you. Otherwise, that's really it for now. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, go take back your damn life.